Welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Every Wednesday, we discuss all things dogs, from health and veterinary care to training and behavior science. Follow us and join Good Dog's mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Good Dog Pod. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm Nicole, your breeder community lead here at Good Dog. And I'm so excited to be joined today by Emily Schramm, a wonderful member of our Good Breeder community. And today we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of Good Dog and what it means to be a good breeder. And most importantly, how to use Good Dog to successfully run your breeding program. For any listeners that are new here, thank you so much for joining and welcome. For anyone unfamiliar with Good Dog and what we're doing over here, we are on a mission to build a better world for our dogs and the people who love them by advocating for dog breeders, educating the public, and promoting canine health and responsible dog ownership. We're a secure and free online community created just for dog breeders, and we are committed to empowering dog breeders with technology. If you aren't yet a member of our community, we invite you to learn more about our mission and apply to join at gooddog.com forward slash join. As always, you can also find that link in our show notes for anyone interested. We would absolutely love to have you join our community. So to kick things off, Emily, I'll pass things over to you to briefly introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your program and your background with dogs. Okay. Well, thanks for having me, Nicole. I have listened to every episode of the Good Dog Pod so far, so I hope this one is equally as good as all the others. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So my name is Emily Schramm, and I own SS Australian Shepherds and Pick of the Litter Doodles, and we live in Ashland, Ohio on a horse farm, and my husband and my two kids, Jake and Paige, help me with all the day-to-day dog activities here. So we've always had dogs. I grew up in a dog-loving family. My parents had Labrador retrievers, and they raised a few litters, and I was able to help with that. And I actually whelped my first litter when I was in middle school. Wow. Um, Yeah, and it was like accidental. It's a little embarrassing to admit nowadays, but it was an accidental litter. And I was the one who whelped the litter accidentally. The dog's name was Molly and she was my little buddy. And when she was ready to whelp, she came to find me and we whelped the litter together. Wow! Um, I think I was like 14 years old or something. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. It's like one of those situations where you don't really know what to do till you're thrown into it and forced to figure it out. So that is pretty amazing. Yeah. It was like, I still remember it to this day. And It was a little scary at first, but overall it was just super interesting and I loved it. And so I knew then that I wanted to do this when I grew up, (laughs) you know, so it worked out really well for me. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like your calling to the dog breeding world definitely came very early. Yeah, it really did. And even before that, you know, we always had dogs and I was always fascinated with dog growth and development and behavior and health and disposition. So just my whole life has been a lot about dogs. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely not a bad thing. It's the no, best. definitely. <laughs> dogs are the best thing to have your world revolve around. What has it been like starting your own program and running your own program? It's been a journey for sure. I whelped my first official litter when I was 19. And, you know, things are a lot different now than they were back then in a good way. We have so many resources now to help us with breeding. 
And it's just been amazing. So when I first started breeding, I bought an Australian Shepherd from a friend of mine who was a breeder at the time. And it was my first Aussie. And that really started my love for them. It's actually probably more like an addiction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So after I had two Aussies from her, I was looking for a third to purchase. And it took me a really long time to find one, like over a year. And I thought that that was a little ridiculous. And it made me realize that it was really difficult to find a good breeder for one. And then after finding a good breeder, it took time to match with the right puppy. And I think that's the reason I started breeding is because I wanted more good dogs to be available to people like me who love the breed. So yeah, I love that. Just to go back to what you were saying about how the breeding world has changed since you first started and how resources that weren't previously available are now available. I think that really applies to good dog and why we exist as a resource for breeders. So just to turn the conversation over a little bit to your experience with good dog, how long have you been a member of our good breeder community and how did you first hear about it? Well, I applied to be a good dog breeder in November of 2019. So not quite three years now. I first heard about Good Dog on social media posts. They kept popping up in my newsfeed. And so I was curious. So I called Good Dog and spoke with them and very quickly decided to apply to be a Good Dog breeder and was approved. And in November of 2019, I started listing my dogs and litters on there. Was there something that comes to top of mind that made you want to join? Something. There were so many things, but I think that the two biggest things were the support for good breeders and the encouragement of people to be good breeders and to be better breeders. And one way that that's so obvious is the highlighting the health testing, I think. So the health testing was very interesting to me that at the time you would give breeders a rating excellent, better, or good based on their level of health testing that they did. And I know that has changed a little since 2019, but that was one of the things that caught my eye. And then I just love the community behind Good Dog and furthering breeder education so that we can all become better at this. Yeah. I mean, that's so huge to our mission and our core values is like what you said, not only recognizing the good breeders that are out there, but also giving breeders the tools to be even better. I think a huge philosophy that we have here is there's always something to learn, whether it's your first litter or your 10th. I think science is always changing. Education is always changing. So it's great to just give our community the tools to really make their programs the best it can be. I know that's something that's been super rewarding for me personally, working with our community so closely is giving them access to all of these tools, not only tech tools to actually make your program more efficient, but to actually learn. So I know we'll dive into more of that. But before you were part of Good Dog, how did you previously run your program? And what were some of maybe the difficulties that you had running it? Well, before Good Dog, I did have a website that I utilized. So most potential puppy buyers would contact me because they saw my website or, you know, word of mouth or that they knew me in another way. But most of the online activity was driven through my website. So I would get contacted by people through the website and we would have conversations back and forth. They would schedule visits to come to our farm to check out our dogs and puppies. 
We would talk, text, email, all that sort of stuff. And it was an okay way to do it, but it's very much improved since utilizing Good Dog. I think that the application process is what's so great and what's so different for me. I did not use an application process prior to becoming a Good Dog breeder. I would just speak to people, ask them certain questions, you know, take their answers to see if we were a good fit for each other. But now, since I have the application process through Good Dog, it's just so much more streamlined. So yeah, the biggest change for me. That's awesome. I'm curious if you could talk a little bit more about some of the applicants that you've been able to connect with through Good Dog and what's made them really stand out to you as like a quality applicant. Yeah. I mean, I could just speak to my most recent litter. I had 11 puppies in a litter and I just sent them home two days ago. And most of the applicants were from Good Dog. And I think that was so great about them, just specifically, they're all wonderful people and wonderful families. But in general, they were able to find me and I'm a breeder that matched their needs and vice versa. So we have the same theories on companionship with our dogs, training with our dogs, our goals for our dogs. And that was all evident by their answers in their applications. I'm so glad to hear that. I think something, again, really important to us is that we're putting our breeders in touch with the best and most quality applicants possible. And I think the word quality is different to a lot of people, but to us at Good Dog, it's people that are really serious about getting a dog and getting a dog from you. And I think what you said about the applicants you got were meeting your needs and you were meeting theirs, like that's exactly what we're trying to do. And I know a lot of breeders in our online communities talk about like tire kickers and these Mm non-serious applicants. And it's a waste of everyone's time. It's a waste of yours. It's a waste of the applicants. So we really want to make sure we're not only putting the best applicants in front of our breeders, but that we're also putting the most educated ones. So educated meaning They understand all of the costs that are associated with owning a dog, all of the responsibilities. They understand different dog breeds and how different dog breeds need different lifestyles. So when they are at that point that they're applying to your program, they've already gotten the education that they need. Hopefully they have the tools they need to make their decisions. So when we say quality, I think that's kind of how we're thinking about them. So I'm so glad that that's been helpful for you and you've been finding great homes for your puppies because I think that's really top of mind for all breeders. And it's really what it's all about for them. Right. It is. It is so true. And finding like-minded buyers, you know, buyers that agree with our breeding principles and our program and want to support it. And then in turn, we support them with their dog ownership as well. Yeah. And another thing I think that's really top of mind for a lot of breeders and buyers too, I think in this day and age, scams are so rampant and they're getting more and more sophisticated all the time. I see it myself. And I think in terms of payment and collecting payments securely, it's a source of anxiety for a lot of breeders. So we offer our secure payment system payment through Good Dog as a way to mitigate that worry for breeders and really give them peace of mind, knowing that the payment system is not only free for them to use, It's free for their buyers to use as well or opt into a protection and support fee and get additional benefits there. But not only is it free for breeders to use, but it allows us to protect breeders and back their payments and guarantee their payments 100%. So I know you're an avid user of our payment system, and 
I'm curious why you love using it for deposits, for final puppy payments. What has your experience been like with it? Well, I love the payment platform because it's safe for both myself and my buyers. Many buyers nowadays, you know, never meet their breeder in person until puppy pickup or until they deliver the puppy or something like that. So I think sending money to a breeder over another app may be dangerous and it could be a possibility of a scam. But because Good Dog backs the breeder and the buyer, people feel very comfortable sending deposits and final puppy payments through the app. So I love that about it. I feel like I can recommend to someone who's never met me in person that they can safely send me a deposit without any worry that they are going to lose their money. Yeah. And I think it's a great point. You bring up that like the world is becoming so digital and so many things that we used to do in person we now really comfortably do digitally, which is great. But I think the security and the protections have to be in place, which is why we created our payment platform and we built it ourselves because to be honest, no other online payment platform is built for breeders. So we made our own. But I think it really adds this level of transparency into an increasingly digital world where there isn't a lot of it. And I can't really speak to other payment platforms, but ones that, for example, don't support the sale of live animals. It's really hard to confidently use those when your entire business is depending on it. And that's how you're getting your funds. So I think it really just brings this nice level of comfort and trust. Like you said, you're not meeting these buyers in person most of the time now either. So you really have to use all of the tools available to you, whether it's a really great application template that's giving you all the answers you need about the applicant or a payment system that's letting you know that that payment's going to clear and show up in your account. So I think offering these tools in this digital world where there's like a lot of mistrust is hopefully really helpful to a lot of breeders. All right, everyone, you are listening to the Good Dog Pod. We'll be right back. Good Dog provides breeders in our community with free and exclusive access to puppy contract templates and legal resources created by our team of lawyers, specifically for dog breeders. Follow the link in the show notes to access these sample contracts, legal webinars, our breeder-recommended list of lawyers, and more. Getting seen and noticed is a new challenge because it's not just word of mouth anymore for breeders in like smaller communities where maybe you're selling dogs to people in the neighborhood. It's really very interestingly become this nationwide profession where you can match with someone 20 states away from you and you can have a connection with them and get them a puppy and help them complete their family. But that does come with challenges of being noticed. So are there specific ways you advertise or promote your good dog profile? Do you share your link on your program's website or any other social media? How are you getting your program out there and noticed? Yeah, so I do both of those things that you mentioned. I periodically share the link to my good dog profile on all my social media pages. And just with little reminders like, hey, remember to follow us on Good Dog because that's where we post photos of each individual puppy and each litter that we have. So where we wouldn't necessarily do that on social media. So we post the link on social media and just remind people to follow us there. And we remind people if you're interested in a puppy, the first thing to do you know, in our opinion, would be to fill out the application on Good Dog and submit it. And that really gets the conversation rolling. 
Yeah, I think that's great. I think getting your programs noticed and also making sure that your application process is really clear and also very streamlined and easy is a really good first step to encouraging people to apply. So I would encourage anyone listening to this that's maybe struggling to get noticed to definitely link out to your good dog profile and application everywhere possible, because I think that will be something really helpful. And I feel like I can't even talk about this entire topic with you without bringing up the current dog climate, especially in the breeding world. I'm sure you've heard this in your communities, but some breeders are seeing that apps are slowing down. And that's coming off of this, I think, big pandemic boom where everyone wanted a puppy. We saw it at Good Dog as a really crazy time for us. And I imagine so many breeders. So how has Good Dog helped you successfully place puppies in this current climate and make you feel really confident about that, that you're going to place every puppy in every litter every time? Well, I think that the biggest thing is that Good Dog has remained consistent. So ever since the beginning of Good Dog and the beginning of Good Dog for me personally, Good Dog has had the breeder's best interest at heart. So we know that Good Dog has our back. We know that whether we get one application a day or 25 applications a day, that those applications that come through are from serious potential clients. Also, helping educate the public about good breeding and good breeders has been super helpful for me personally. I know more people come to me now that I'm a member of the Good Dog community. I get more clients than I did before. And I think that Good Dog just staying consistent and encouraging safety and organization and advocating for the good breeders and educating the public has been so helpful. So, and I've seen a big like ebb and flow with applications based on the time of year, based on pre-COVID, post-COVID. It's a market just like anything else that breeders have to learn and struggle through sometimes. And that's why I said, I would rather receive one serious application a day than say 25 messages from my social media pages that aren't serious. So to me, the reduction in the number of applications that I've received lately is not actually a fair statement. The applications that I get are all serious clients. So I'm thrilled with them. Right. And that's a really important distinction to make that a serious application is different than 20 non-serious ones. And that's obviously going to be the one that's more valuable to a program. With all of that in mind, what advice would you offer any breeders who are looking to, let's say, level up their breeding program, get noticed by more applicants, or find tools to make it more efficient? So I think that I would just advise breeders to try to utilize every feature that Good Dog offers. In general, keep your profile up to date. Make sure all your dogs are listed, that you have decent photos of your dogs or good photos of your dogs. And all the information that you can think of about each dog should go on your profile. Use the health testing upload information to put it out there publicly. If you have litters on the ground, try to update the photos at least once a week to show off your puppies. I use the payment platform. I recently uploaded my contracts and send them electronically to buyers now. So I would recommend doing all of those things to help streamline your program and make it more efficient. I think another huge item that I would recommend is taking advantage of Good Dog's website. They have so much knowledge on their website, whether you listen to the podcasts, watch the webinars, read the articles, there's a wealth of information on the website and it's available to all of us. And I think it's 
highly advantageous to take advantage of it. Wow. I mean, I could not have said that better myself, but obviously it means so much more coming from an actual member of our community who uses these things because I could talk about e-contracts and payment on good dog and updating your photos till I'm blue in the face. But I think it's so helpful to hear it from someone who has stakes in the game and whose career and profession depends on doing these things because it means so much more. So I'm so glad to hear that all of these things have been so helpful to you. And hopefully to anyone listening to this, these are some helpful next steps to take to really make sure that your program is getting the recognition that it honestly deserves. We want to help readers get noticed because you're doing so much for your programs and you should be finding these great applicants that you can connect with. So taking those steps are really important to do. These are two questions that I love to end every podcast with. They're a little unrelated to the topic, but definitely very related to being a dog breeder. So the first one is, what is your favorite part about being a dog breeder? (laughs) I mean, I love almost everything about being a dog breeder, but if I had to pick just one thing, I think it would be evaluating puppy temperaments and helping match buyers with puppies. It's so rewarding to see puppies excel in their new homes. And you know that it's a result of your breeding program and your dogs and your knowledge helping place those puppies in the right homes. I mean, I'm not a dog breeder, but I can attest that that is my favorite part too at Good Dog. I'm sure you know we have these things called verified owner stories where your buyers can actually leave you what you want to think of as a review on your Good Dog profile and not much of a review. I would say just talking about their experience with you. And so it's for other applicants coming across a profile, they can kind of see an example of what it's been like for you working with a past buyer. So those are always really great and heartwarming for me to read because I think it really puts together and puts into perspective exactly what breeders do. And they really just help complete families. And it's just so special. So even though I'm not a dog breeder, I definitely can understand why that's your favorite part. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Yeah, I love reading them. I'm such a sucker for those stories. Like tears in <laughs> my eyes with every photo we see, whether it's someone who's getting their first puppy and it's like a little kid holding the puppy, or it's someone who is just looking for another dog to complete their family. It's really just, those are the best. And I think that's why we do what we do in a nutshell. So I couldn't agree more with that. My last question for you is something I always like to end the podcast on, kind of looking ahead to the future of the dog breeding world, which I know you hinted at is always changing and always evolving. But what do you wish the public knew or better understood about dog breeders? I just wish that there was a way to educate the public about responsible dog breeders, like in a broader sense. And I have a list of things that I jotted down in preparation for this podcast, but Really, it's just like everything about good dog breeders. How can we get that information out there to the public so that they can make an educated and informed decision when they're looking to purchase a puppy? You know, it's probably one of the most important things that families can do together is get a puppy and get the right puppy. You know, most puppies that we place are members, I would say all puppies that we place actually are members of the family that purchases them. And they're going to be a member of that family for hopefully somewhere between 12 and 15 years in my breed. So we want people to have all the knowledge that they can before they purchase a puppy. And we want to put all of that out there 
as efficiently as possible. So, and I know Good Dog is the only platform that I know of that is trying to do that. And it is a monumental undertaking, I'm sure. (laughs) I would definitely agree with that, but it's a really important undertaking. And it means a lot to us to do that and make sure our breeders feel supported and heard and recognized. But like you said, there's a lot of work to be done to break down those misconceptions that people might have about dog breeding and what our breeders do. And episodes like this are really just a small step in the right direction, I think. So I really can't thank you enough for being here. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you and hear about your experience being a dog breeder, being part of Good Dog. I really love this conversation. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm honored to be on the podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you all to our listeners for listening to today's episode of the Good Dog Pod. We are so happy we could have Emily join us and share these incredible insights with us about how she runs her program, how Good Dog has helped her and really help us understand the ins and outs of all things Good Dog. So thank you all again for joining us and we'll see you back here next week for our next episode. 